0: Welcome, everybody, back to the Bitchopedia podcast. I'm your host, Dahlia Bradshaw, and this week's episode is something a little different. I'm kind of tinkering with the formula of how I record and how I show up and how I present my message, and one of the ways that I have found that actually works really well for me to get content out is to record voice notes. And it used to be Snapchats. I would record them and just send these, like, breakthroughs to my friends. And I would just save the videos that I sent them. But I realized that that method was not efficient because they kind of just got lost in my phone. You know, I would never go back and revisit them. And same thing with screen recordings. And, you know, even, even these audios at first... I was recording, but I was like, I just have to record it. I just have to record it because every time I was having these breakthroughs, I would I talk to myself out loud. I mean, I seem like a crazy person. And really, I think that's part of the reason why I didn't want to (laughs) publish these recordings because oftentimes when I'm doing it, I'm I'm having these breakthroughs and I'm just having a conversation with myself. And then I'll become aware that, like, oh, you're recording this. You're actually this is a podcast. You're you're kind of hosting a podcast right now. So also make it, you know, uh, private enough that people don't feel like you're exposing their business to the world. Like that's a big struggle that I have. So all that to say, I've been playing with the formula and I think I'm finally getting at least the beginning stages of an idea of how I want to do it. And this is one of those times So <laughs> I recorded this. Um, I think it was yesterday before work. And that's really when I have the most motivation. I go, I wake up, I try to wake up at like 6.15 to 6.30 and I'll get up, start my day with either a walk or going to the gym, doing yoga, something active, because I have to immediately get up. Like I immediately get up, make make my bed, put clothes on and then go for a walk or something. I have to get my body moving because that's just how it works. Like for my energy type in my human design, I'm a projector. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. And if you don't know what that is, you should look it up. I talk about it on the podcast a lot. Um, but when I use my energy first thing in the morning, it motivates me to keep going throughout the day. Whereas if I don't immediately get my body moving, I'm not getting up for the rest of the day. I find it really hard to get moving later. So first things first, wake up and go for a walk. And that's usually once I get my body moving and the inspiration starts hitting and there's really a sweet spot right in that time from you know, 7 a.m. till 10 a.m. And 10 a.m. is when I go to work. So I get frustrated because sometimes I feel like I have to pinch off the inspiration and I get frustrated because I I, I have a lot of breakthroughs and really good things. And I feel like nothing ever comes of it because I don't have time to really sit down and, you know, record a podcast or do whatever. So I was like, well, either way, I will use them as references later, maybe whatever it is. I need to be documenting this stuff. So I just started recording myself on voice notes. And with this last one, about halfway through when I was talking about it, I was like, yeah, this feels like something that needs to be shared. So I want to do that. And even as I was editing it, I caught myself wanting to edit out a few things. And I was like, oh, I don't love sharing that. <laughs> like, I don't love saying that. But I swear to you, the whole time I was talking, because I'm just, you can hear the audio is not amazing because I'm not sitting down. It actually changes from one thing to another because I'm walking from room to room. And it's before work. So you can hear me like getting ready for work putting on makeup and um so that's it it was just coming to me but it was it was coming to me and coming through me like there were some things that I was saying that I didn't I like I didn't come up with those thoughts I don't know where they came from but when I listened back this morning I just finished editing it and when I was listening back I was like holy shit like Even if no one else needs to hear this, I need to hear this. So I assume that there are other people out there like me who want to and need to hear these things. So I keep telling myself, you know, things need to be perfect before I put them out. So this is kind of me practicing letting go of the perfectionism and letting go of the control and getting my message out there and realizing, I talk about it in, in this podcast as well, that you know, the, my message or my journey may not look like what I thought it was going to look like. And all of this really started coming about on August 8th. It was Lionsgate, which if you don't know anything about it, it's a good day for manifesting at the its very base level. So, and it was also full moon. So I did a lot of releasing. And I think that has a lot to do with why I've been feeling as terrible as I've been feeling because I'm going through a lot and I actually asked myself because I was listening to a podcast about, it was Gabby Bernstein and I can actually find, I can try to find the link and post it on here. Um, But she, it's like, it's called four ways to boost confidence. And I've really been trying to embrace this Leo energy. I'll get back to that Leo energy. But when I was doing what she did a meditation in her podcast, and she said, Ask yourself, you know, it it led up to this, but she gets to it and she says, Ask yourself now, what do you need? And I could hear my voice, like the the small, scared me inside of me was crying. And she said, I need to grieve. I need to grieve. You need to let me grieve. Like we have not, you've been putting it off and you're like forcing me to work myself to death, but I can't do it anymore. Like I need to be upset and you need to let me be upset. And at the end of the meditation, I said, okay, okay. And I pictured myself speaking to my younger self or my former self But she was a friend this time. And I said, give her the same grace that you would give a friend. You know, how would you treat your friend if she came up to you? And I embraced her. I gave her a hug. I let her rest her head on my shoulder. And I said, I hear you. I will let you grieve. I'm going to respect that. Absolutely. I can absolutely do that for you. And I have been taking steps towards doing that. And it's really hard. So there are times when I mess up. There are times when it gets really fucking difficult. And I go back to the old ways, my old ways of thinking, my fear based thinking of thinking that this is not going to happen. This is not worth it. You're crazy. You know, all those voices start creeping in my head. But it's because I'm burnt out. And I want to do a whole episode on burnout and talk about it. Like, the signs, oh my God! When I looked at it, it resonated so much with me, and I, I, I realize I'm having a creative burnout, if nothing else. But I'm having emotional burnout. Like I can't even function in my day to day life at the level that I was at, and I'm getting frustrated. And Gabby Bernstein also talks about that. She talks about the scale, um, and I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to. You can look it up. It's like an emotion scale or something like that. And she talks about how, you know, anger is better than jealousy. And even if you've moved from jealousy up to anger, anger is still a good step because it's working its way back up to like joy and happiness. So that really helps me to think that it's, you know, it's steps. And I don't have to be, I was in bliss for most of my days, you know, and that's not really an exaggeration, like, I was truly just operating at such a high level. And then I had this traumatic thing. These traumatic things happen and bring up a lot. And it was weighing on me. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm watching the same shows that I was watching before. You know, I'm trying to watch the things that make me happy. Pushing Daisies is my happy show. And when I watched it, nothing. And I thought that it was just Bravo that was doing it to me. I talk about this in the video. I don't want to say the same thing that I say on the second half of this episode where you're about to have a whole I'm gonna have a whole hour because this is basically a podcast in itself, but the things that I loved were not bringing me the joy that they used to bring me, and that scared me and it just it started with the small things and like, yeah, I can cut bravo, that's low vibration anyway, but now it's like my walks aren't even fun anymore, you know my when I go to work, I'm frustrated. And it's not that means that means I'm out of alignment, right? And I know that. So then I'll try to fix it. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. And then I'll go back. And and it's still the outside is reflecting something is wrong. And it just I kept hitting these walls. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm try, I'm doing all the same stuff. I'm letting my routine carry me through. Like, what is happening? And it was because I'm burnt out. I am burnt out. I need to grieve. I need to let myself grieve. And that doesn't mean that I can't put out any content. That doesn't mean that I can't create when I want to. It just means I'm not going to put so much pressure on myself. The message I got yesterday, this is a weird example. But I was juicing lemons and I had a cut in my hand. And as I was doing it, I heard the message of like, of all the things that you could do right now. Why are you choosing to juice lemons when you have a cut on your hand? Like you have a cut, let someone else step in and juice the lemons or go get a glove. But it was like, I was just doing, and I was like, no, I have a cut. It's fine. Like it hurts, but it's fine. And I'm just forcing my way through. And why, like, why, why force your way through discomfort? Why not make tiny adjustments? I could have just gone and got a glove. Or I could have asked someone to do it for me. You know. Or I could have waited until my scar healed. Was the message really that I got was like why while you have a cut juicing lemons not necessarily the best idea. Like there's so many other things you could go do that would not hurt you. You know? Even cutting strawberries is still fruit. Even cutting strawberries, not going to hurt. Lemon is the worst thing that you could do for it, but you insist on doing that. And then getting frustrated with yourself because you have a cut, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I'll say this one final thing, and then I'm going to wrap it up, and then you're actually going to get into the actual episode. But we were talking about Leo energy. And when I did, you know, I'm a Virgo. If you don't know, I'm a Virgo. And I am the Virgoist of all Virgos. Like very much the stereotype of, you know, clean, organized, OCD, uh, control freak. You know, that was kind of my personality. But I've worked very much on releasing those things. And I've been channeling, you know, I talk about channeling the energies of different people and different things. I'm I've been channeling. Leo energy because I have two Leo placements. My Jupiter and my my Jupiter and my Venus are in Leo, so I have these uh, qualities that a Leo has. It's very fiery and alpha, you know. So I've been trying to really channel that, embrace that that aspect of me because I do have it. She's just been lying dormant. So it's funny because I say I'm a Virgo. Someone was talking to me the other day about the Vedic astrology chart and the dates are slightly different so you can go look it up if you're interested but I, someone was asking me what I was on the Vedic chart and I said actually I've never looked but if I had to guess the only other thing I could think is like I might be a Leo because I've really been feeling Leo energy lately and sure enough when I went and looked it up it said Leo and I was like, okay, yeah, that's all I need that's all I needed to know. So Lionsgate was a big thing for me too, because it was like, all right, if I'm channeling this person, I'm channeling who I want to become. I'm channeling Dahlia. What does Dahlia do? She's a lioness. You know, she doesn't need validation from anyone. And I really started channeling that. So now I'm coming into that energy of who I am as a person because I have changed. So much, I don't resonate with my old life, and now I kind of don't even resonate with my old astrological sign. You know, I've I've really been working on being sure of myself and being confident. So for Lionsgate, I have a list here actually that was um, things that I release, and as I was looking back at the list, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I've been working through. Like I asked the universe to handle it for me and take care of these things. Like I'm going to release it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you can release a baby from your body, (laughs) but it's not necessarily a pretty process, you know? So just remember that, that as we're releasing things, just because things look bad, doesn't mean they are bad. Okay. Just because things look bad does not mean that they are bad. So I'm going to quit rambling because at this point I feel like I'm going to have to release these as two separate episodes, but I'm not, I'm stacking this one in front of the other. And I encourage you to listen, listen all the way through on this podcast because the juicy stuff is really at the end. So without any more delay, (laughs) please enjoy this week's episode. I'm having a breakthrough. One of the reasons that I'm putting so much pressure on TikTok is because I have convinced myself that that is the way I am going to be successful. I came up with a plan that I could go viral because once I went viral on TikTok a couple of times, I was like, yeah, this is easy. Like, this is the perfect platform for me to achieve success on because it's just so nuanced and so like perfect for my personality my style the way I speak the things I speak about I was like this is perfect this is the perfect and then I'll just do this build up a bunch of followers and then you know whoever's supposed to see me is going to see me on TikTok and you know I'll get my big break and then I can tell the story of my spiritual awakening but I've been Excuse me. I have been so committed. I've been so committed to that story in my head that I'm putting so much pressure on TikToks. Like, so much pressure on TikToks. And not just the Bravo ones. Even, like, because I thought taking a break from Bravo would would re-energize me in a way that I needed. I thought like that was the issue. I thought it was that I had this pressure to make videos and I didn't want to make videos about housewives anymore. I wanted to make videos talking about the things that I talk about in my everyday life and just snapchats that I would send with people. And then (laughs) of course, because all I'm doing is transferring that same energy into something else. It started to affect my snapchats like my step that I was sending my friends because even when I was thinking about sending them things I was putting it in a way that was like well I need to edit it I need to censor myself because if I publish it on tiktok I can't you know I can't say people's names or I can't do whatever I can't talk about these things so it started to impact even my communication with people like this I'm having a breakthrough at this moment has bled into a lot of areas of my life and the root I wasn't able to really get to it's I'm pulling away and seeing the pattern like the the root of the issue is that I'm attaching myself to the idea that TikTok is the way I am going to become famous and I have put so much pressure on that meanwhile I have a podcast that is broadcasted across the literal globe Um, I have access to people on Twitter that are, you know, quote unquote, celebrities or people with large followings who there's a huge chance that they could know someone who could help me. But that's not, that's not the one I think of. (laughs) The one I think of is the one with the highest number of followers. And that is not like, that's a false belief. That's a, a limiting belief is that I need to know. A lot of people and not just the right person because it only takes one, right? I literally told this story yesterday and I'll tell it again. There was a guy sitting at my bar. Actually, before that. There was a guy that I was working with and I was just in the process of stocking. I'm a bartender. Well, let me start all the way over. Okay. So, I'm a bartender. I was bartending this day and there was a server who was next to me and the outside, the dining room was getting really busy and there was still no one at the bar. So I started restocking and we get tip out. Bartenders get tip out. So really everything that they're selling, we're getting, we're getting paid. Right. So he comes up to me and he was totally joking, but he was like, uh, still nobody sitting at the bar. Like that sucks. And I was like, yeah, well the funny thing is I'm still making money. Like even though I'm not doing work, I'm still making money, not just hourly money, but money from tip out. Like you're doing work but I'm getting paid for it, right? And I obviously didn't say that, but I was like, yeah, I'm still getting paid. And I was like, you know, do the work in my head. I'm saying all this, do the work and they'll show up. I had already laid out all my menus. I had set up the bar for success. I'm behind the bar stocking and doing all this stuff. And I was like, they'll come. And as he walks away, I wish I would have said it to him. But as he walked away, I turned around and under my breath, I said, it only takes one. You never know, one guy might come in and tip me $100. And then a guy comes in and sits at the bar, younger guy, married. There was no, he wasn't trying to flirt with me. Uh, He didn't say anything inappropriate. We just had a really nice conversation. It was a nice conversation. And he was the only one sitting in the bar, so I was able to, like, sit there and chat with him. And we actually had a really good conversation. We had opposing opinions on a couple of things, but he was so respectful, and it was just such an open conversation that we both were like, yeah, I... um, You know, I don't see things that way, but I respect that you do. And it was just such a beautiful exchange. And then he got ready to leave. He asked for his tab. He had had like four beers or something. His tab wasn't that much. And he gets ready to leave and he says, "Uh, have you seen Parks and Rec? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) because obviously I was like, yeah. And he slams down. It's like a wadded up piece of paper. His receipt is folded up around the money. He slams it down and he says, treat yourself. And then he walks out and I just knew everything in me knew. And I walked over and there was a hundred dollars. I opened up the paper and there's five $20 bills in there. And I just laughed like that's the universe being playful. I just laughed because I was like, okay, I see you like when I'm not attached to the outcome and I just trust that the universe is going to provide for me. It does it every time, every time. And I need to remember rejection is redirection as well. Like that's coming to me right now that there are people who I was reaching out to trying to, um, you know, just enjoy my time with or whatever. And when they wouldn't, they wouldn't be available or, you know, something would always happen. And it's truthfully because I asked for guidance. Like I know this now, I didn't know it at the time, but I asked for guidance. I asked, For the universe to protect me. Look out for me. Lead me in the right direction. So when those things aren't coming true. I need to remember. That that's also for a reason. That actually has nothing to do with me. Like you prayed for this. That's the energy. Like you prayed for this. You wanted this. You asked me to take the stuff out of your life. That's not good for you. And it's not. We ask that indirectly. Like we ask for protection. So what that means is like okay. Well I need to take away. It's like. It's like if we're toddlers playing with a really dangerous toy and we could tell our parents, you know, I really want you, I want you to protect me. I want you to keep me safe and then get mad when they take away the knives, <laughs> the toy <laughs> that's really dangerous for us. It's like, this is not, this is not a toy and it's universe being a loving mother and coming over and lovingly taking that quote unquote toy out of our hands and saying, no. <laughs> This is not a toy. We don't play with this thing. You know, we expect the universe to take care of us. But then we get upset when it does. And it's because we can't see big picture. So we just need to check in with ourselves and remind ourselves that just because things aren't happening in this way doesn't mean that they're not going to happen. And by detaching from that outcome, we're opening ourselves up to so many other potential things you know if I got everything I wanted oh god I think it was Tony Robbins that said humans are notoriously bad at guessing what they need or knowing what they need like I have no idea and I do have to trust the universe I've been in a funk because it seems like you know this thing isn't happening but the, the wheels are turning, you know, the, the, the universe conspires to help you achieve your dream is one of my favorite quotes from the alchemist. You know, when you're living your, it's, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like when you're living in your soul's purpose, the universe aligns or conspires to make things happen for you. Conspires to make things happen for you is just such a beautiful, hopeful message to me. And thinking about the universe, not just like letting it happen. Or me working really hard to get the approval of the universe. And then them maybe rewarding me for that effort. That is not the case. That's not what this is. The universe is actively working to get me there. Always thinking of the universe as a loving parent. That always opens my eyes and helps me to see things in a better way. So like the universe, of course, I'm just like, I'm going to send my son to the best schools. I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll pay rent in an apartment that I don't want to live in. (laughs) And that's a whole nother situation. Like, you know, I do love this house. I came, but you get what I'm saying. I would go, parents will go above and beyond to make sure that their kids are comfortable. So taking any negative aspects out of it, the universe is our parent who is Making sure that we are going to the best schools and making sure that we have every opportunity to meet the right person or to experience things that are good. Like if we are capable of giving it to our children, we want to do that. You know, the universe is not worried about spoiling you. (laughs) That's like a human belief. The universe doesn't believe in spoiling. You deserve everything because this is a fucking algorithm designed to get you what you want. Like it's it's designed so that you can have the things that you want. If you're in alignment, it just it's just a it's a currency. Like the universe operates in a currency that you get what you give. And that's beautiful because that means that if I'm giving a lot, that means I'm destined to receive a lot. Period. Because we deserve it. Because the universe wants to give us things. Because if we are actually living in our soul's alignment, we're doing what we came here to do. And the universe wants us to do the things we want to do. I have a tarot card that says, um, the word you want to write wants to be written. And I just have to keep reminding myself that, like, this is an example. (laughs) I gave this as an example to my friend the other day. It was like, it would be you know, thinking of soul contracts and us coming to earth with a plan. Think of it this way. I'm sending my son to the grocery store and I give him a list and I give him the money and I tell him where to go. And I'm like, okay, you know, you're going to get there. When you walk in, you're going to go left. And then you aisle seven and you know, there's this, and I give him everything he needs to, Get the items that we need to come back and bring them back to me. So he goes to the store. He has everything he needs. I told him that there's going to be people there to help him if he needs. Like, these are the people you need to look for. You'll know them when you see them. Go to them. And if you need any help, ask them. They're there to help. And then I'm at home. And he goes to the grocery store. And then he comes back. And he has nothing. He's completely empty-handed. I say, son, <laughs> what have you done? I gave you everything that you needed. I gave you the list. I gave, like, what? And his, his response is, I didn't know if you wanted me to get it or not. <laughs> what do you mean? I gave, like, that's what you were there for. Of course, of course. Or him coming back and saying, I didn't feel worthy of getting the groceries. So I just didn't. <laughs> do you do you hear how silly that sounds when you put it into context like that? That's how I imagine it if the universe truly is, and this is what I believe. So it's time for me to like, you know, put my money where my mouth is, actually have faith. If you believe that we came here to do something, and I feel like I after 31 almost 32 years and figuring out What I need in this moment and what I want in this moment and what my dream is in this moment. How I can best serve. For me to want that from the deepest levels of my soul and then think, but I don't deserve to have that. It's what you came here for. What do you mean? It seems big because people told you your whole life. That it's too big. Or it's too much. That you want too much. That you can't have these things. You can't live your dream and live your purpose and make money. You can do those things on the side. But you can't do those things because XYZ. Put in whatever limiting belief you've been told your entire life. Mine is that my passion cannot create income. That I have to take a nine-to-five job and work it so that I can afford to live. And then whatever extra time I have, should I have any energy after going to my soul-sucking job every day, those hours you can use for your little activities, you know, your little painting or your little writing or whatever, your journaling, you know. I'm writing, I'm a writer, I'm podcasting, I'm a podcaster, I'm on TikTok, I'm a digital creator, I am a content creator, I am a creator, I am a creative. It bleeds into everything that I do, everything, because that's what I was meant to do here. So yes, Can I create beautiful events as an event coordinator like I went to college to do? Yes. I work in hospitality. I got my degree in hospitality because I love connecting with people. So would I be a very successful event planner? Yes. Would I be, am I a very successful server, bartender because I make money based on interacting with people? Yes. Yes. And could I do that for the rest of my life? Yes. Honestly. (laughs) You know, like, yes, I could still, I am making a living. There are lots of jobs available everywhere. I'm good at it. I could thrive wherever I go. And that's not me being uh, cocky, which is also a kid bullshit belief, you know, when you're feeling confident. And I ha- I feel the need to apologize because someone might think that I'm too full of myself. That's a limiting belief. Feeling the need to apologize for, Speaking highly of myself, bullshit. I hear it now, you know, like, and we do these things all the time. But I could be very successful in those things, obviously, because I have those qualities of connecting with people. But that beautiful ability to connect with people can also come through in a thousand different ways. And any. There are you know infinite timelines. I'm a zookeeper in one. And that's real. I'm able to bring that into that. And then I'm a a, a nurse in one <laughs> timeline. Because in that timeline I'm not grossed out by blood. So I'm a nurse. And I'm able to connect with people and heal them. You know with my words or my empathy. And that comes through. I I love kids. I love the innocence of children. I could be. A daycare teacher and connecting with humans and with parents, helping new moms. Like I could be successful there too, but I don't want to be in this moment. In this moment, my outlet looks like me writing and me putting myself out there, sharing my experiences, whether it's through written word or me talking into my phone before work. As I wander aimlessly around my house, like my life is beautiful right now because after I stop talking, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to make money very easily, a good amount of money, pay my bills, and then when I leave there, I go teach yoga that's a dream. Like are you kidding? I get paid to go lead people and help people. That's crazy. I'm getting I'm getting paid to do it right now as a yoga teacher. That's another thing I'm good at. <laughs> I'm a renaissance man. And it's true because whenever you have those core capabilities or skills. If you're really good with numbers, you could be in finance, yes, or banking, yes, but you could also be um, a physics major or an architect or work in space. (laughs) You can be anything if you use those skills that you want, right? You're given those talents. So it's like, yeah, you'd be really good at that. Or you'd be good at that. You don't have to choose one. You don't have to choose one. You don't have to choose one you don't have to choose one. <laughs> that's like, that's not even me saying that. It's, it's someone talking to me through myself. Like, I hear it. I hear it. You don't have to choose one. Not only do you not have to choose one for long term, right? I, you don't have to pick one and then you're, it, you have to do that for the next 20 years. You can choose to do something different at any point. But also, you can choose to do different things all at once. You can do more than one thing. <sighs> at one time. Which is crazy. Because, you know, to the parents who raised me, having five jobs would look nuts. You know, it's like what, find one job and work there for 50 years until you die. I don't know what's confusing about that. Like, like that's the story that I'm told, you know, which that's not true because my dad has quit jobs over pennies because he knows his self-worth and always has. And I love that about him. So that's not necessarily true, but that's the story, you know, that was created, let's say, with relationships and things like that is kinda like, well, you know, grin and bear it because it is what it is. Maybe that storyline came more from my mother, but I'm not here to roast them. <laughs> the limiting belief that I came here with was or came here came in two. I didn't come here with any. I'm remembering now that I don't have any. But that's the limiting beliefs. That I'm seeing. And I'm, I'm limiting myself by thinking that TikTok is the only way to success. You know? It could be someone in my real life. I could already know them. But I'm going to take a breath. Why don't you guys take a breath too? Big inhale in. Fill the belly. Fill the chest. Exhale let it all go. I'm going to do it this time. Inhale in, <sighs> Exhale out. Sometimes I just have to take a breath and recenter myself. The wheels of the universe are already turning. The wheels are already in motion. Things are already coming to me. Things already have come to me. Things that are going to take me far are on their way to me. You can close your eyes and visualize this. Take a big breath in. And exhale, just let it go. Release any... Release anything that doesn't serve you. Release any story that you're telling yourself that you're not good enough. Or that you don't deserve to have success. Or that the universe is against you. Or that things are random. And it's just the luck of the draw. You are the creator of your destiny. You are the creator of your destiny. Think, I always say this, I am the curator of my FYP. My For You page is controlled by me. If I'm not interested, all I have to do is say, not interested in that. And it stops showing up. And if something like it pops up again, I say, no, still not interested. Thank you. Because one day I might be into woodworking. So when my For You page randomly pops up a video, it's like, hey, how do you feel about this? I can say, not right now. Maybe one day. We'll revisit it. (laughs) You know, like if I'm supposed to get into that, it will come to me again for sure. The bad stuff keeps coming. Why wouldn't the good stuff? It operates under the same equation. You get what you give. You get back what you put out. So we wouldn't be afraid of what our For You page would say or what it would show, what it would pop up. We, would, we have full control of it. That brings me, I'll tell this story and then I have to go because I have to get ready for work. There was a video that I posted. It was a Bravo video on my Bravo TikTok. And someone commented under it and said, how do I stop seeing you? (laughs) I was on his For You page and he said, how do I stop seeing your videos? And I said, well there's a not interested button that you could very easily push. Um, but I can also just block you. Like then we don't have to worry about it. So I went to go block him because I love the block button. I know some people don't, but Oh my God, why would I like, I can literally, I can't do it in real life, but I can do it on the internet and it's so satisfying to me. So I was like, you know, I can block you. So I click his profile to go block him and he's following me. He follows me. And he says, he says, what do I have to do to stop seeing you? Well, unsubscribe, for, s- for starters. <laughs> you can unsubscribe. Step one, stop fucking following me. And that's what it feels like for the universe. You know, I ask myself why I keep dating the same man over and over and over again. Bitch, stop follow- stop subscribing to emotionally unavailable men. God damn. Like stop. I hate it. Stop showing interest. What you show interest to the universe is like, okay, yeah, yeah. She likes that because you know, it's like putting a heart on your for you page. Click double click. And it's like, yeah. So you're all right. Give her more of that shit. She likes glass blowing. Keep going. Just blow her fucking feet up with glass blowing. It doesn't matter who. Send any creator who's got a hashtag glass. Put it through her for you page. Even if it's not about glass you know whatever it is if it's close, fucking send it and that's how we get patterns think of the flooding of you know consistent patterns in our life they're all coming to us it's because we liked a video you know it's because we liked an emotionally unavailable man you know we interacted with one we gave him our energy we gave him our energy <laughs> And when we give them our energy, the universe says, okay, well, she must like that because it doesn't see good and bad. It just sees frequencies. So like low, high, it doesn't matter. Some people may get off on low vibrations. The universe doesn't know. It's like, yeah, fuck. You know what? Maybe you like that shit. All right, I don't know. Keep going. Like, that's obviously not how it works, but you understand. That's how my brain works. And I want to start explaining to people how I see the world because you know, it's beautiful, it really is. <laughs> And I thought that everyone saw the universe that way, but I can, I can explain the way I see things. I can tell people about it. Like I'm capable of that. And that's what my whole purpose is. So see, look at full fucking circle. I can do this without it being a television series or without me making videos on TikTok because let's be fucking real. This is, we're at 27 minutes right now. I'm at 27 minutes of recording. I need to kick it into high gear so that I can get ready for work. But like three minute videos may not fucking be it. It may have been enough to get me, you know, a crowd or maybe enough to get my confidence of like, yeah, you can quickly rise to, you know, 15,000 followers You can quickly rise to whatever, you know, you look back at the benchmarkers and it's like, it's not about success in that particular area. It's more like showing you the universe is showing you like, yeah, you can do this. You can get to a lot of followers. You've done it before. You can do it again, but stop being so attached to this one fucking account. Stop being so attached to these 15,000 followers and acting like you can't just do it again. I said that this was my last story, but this really is my last story. I was telling my dad, I saw him this weekend and we were talking and we've been talking about money and I was nervous. He was going to try to talk about money with me and I didn't want him to. (laughs) And, um, we didn't end up talking about it, but he was, well, we, I guess we did, but we didn't talk, we didn't have the conversation that I was worried about having. And, you know, we started talking and he was saying that he gave us money I don't know. I know. I think I've told this story on the podcast before that my dad gave my sister a budget, a wedding budget of $10,000. She was like, you can take the money or you can go, uh, you know, have a wedding with it. And I was like, give me that same deal when I get married. So that's what we did. I was engaged for 11 days because I wanted to be married on June 3rd, which if you watch Gilmore Girls, you know, is the day of our wedding. (sighs) And if you don't, you don't get that reference. But anyway, (laughs) I'm rambling and I really am trying to wrap it up. So he said, you know, I said, give me that deal. So he gave me the $10,000 he gave my husband and I broke it up into $5,000 spread out over the course of a year two installments of $5,000. And we did use it. He said, you know, I, I know because the money was gone, obviously before we even got divorced, that money was gone. He was like, you know, I knew giving that money to y'all was a mistake. And I said, it wasn't a mistake because it got us through. It got <laughs> us through when I got fired. Uh, from my job when I was pregnant, when my job fired me because I got pregnant, that money carried me through. It carried me through a horrible time because I had postpartum obviously, but before that, when I, the whole time I was pregnant, I was miserable and my ex-husband, well, then husband was gone. So I was doing it by myself. Like that money got me through a really tough time and I was like, that money wasn't a mistake. And also I'm going to have that much money again. Times a thousand, you know what I mean? Like, I I said, that's not the last time I'm gonna have $10,000 in my hand. Like, don't think that it was a one and done thing that I lost the money and now it's never coming back. Like, the money is coming back. And I told him that I'm practicing delayed gratification because the things that I want are going to take more than a couple of months. They may take more than a couple of years, might not. But if it does, I'm prepared to wait because delayed gratification, I know, I know that I am capable of having that money. First of all, because I've had it before and by the laws that I practice under, you know, the laws of the universe, if I've had it once, I can have it again. If I've done it once, I can do it again. So I need to keep remembering that. And I need to also go because I'm going to be late for work So. If you guys are still listening and you like this resonates with you, please feel free to reach out. You can follow me on TikTok at Bravo Bitch Fest. Same thing on Twitter at Bravo Bitch Fest. The names may change at some point, but until then, you can follow me there um, and just reach out and share your story with me. Tell me, tell me anything. I want to connect with you guys, and um, I love, I love hearing from people, and I love sharing stories. Like that's why I started the podcast because I wanted to connect. To people, So, and even if you don't feel comfortable reaching out, just know that I appreciate you listening to me. I really do. You don't ever have to share your story, but I want to share mine so that if you ever do decide to share your story, that you are comfortable doing that. And you know that I am a safe place for you to share your story and that this community is a safe place to come and share your story. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to go make some money, stretch, and do it all again tomorrow. (laughs) Bye.